Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul. Angeline. And today we're talking about solo RPGs or single person RPGs. Yes. Or running for a single person. Right. That means running for a single player yes. and one GM. Yes. And we threw in solo RPGs just for the hell of it. Sort of. So yeah. So for me, solo RPGs is something I never really needed because I come from a big family. And You've never been alone. I've never been, I've never been alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm not a loner, and uh, but I remember seeing the, the first time I saw a solo RPG was Tunnels and Trolls: The Solo Adventures. So now Tunnels and Trolls are very quite old, a few of those old right? games. Uh, I don't remember. I just remember seeing them all the time when I went to uh, conventions and seeing them at the dealer's room. And this is way back. This is back when I was in probably in uh, going to Pacificon, which is back in the '80s, and it was, you know, they were interesting, and to me, they kind of reminded me of Choose Your Own Adventure books, of which, when I was a kid, I loved those books, right? Because it was kind of like a role-playing aspect, right? You got to choose your own, uh, you made, you had to make decisions, you know, usually you died by drowning, you know, in, in the ocean, in the particular one I had. I, I remember asking them for them on my birthdays, and, you know... So I would get them from the library too, and they were pretty fun. I just remember, and I would read them, and I'd just wait for the next edition. I think I've, I think I got like ten books, and I think they kept going. But you know, I started playing D and D, so I didn't really need to or well, read those books. I also loved those books when I was a kid, and recently they we bought them at um, we bought the the D and D ones. Remember? Yes, and those are very good. I died in every single one of those. I, I had <laughs> yeah, I just stopped reading the. Very I kept getting squished by the troll or something. So it was the it hill was giants. A, the hill giants. Was. Yes, it was. It was hilarious. Yes, it was very reminiscent of those choose your own adventure. Of course, there were D and D books. They were really nicely made. They had nice art. In fact, you know, I wish I had gotten those books before I start running. Uh, what is it? It the, was the. The dragon one? No, the, the oh, giants. The giant one, yeah. Um, What's it called? Storm King's Thunder. Storm King's Thunder, yeah. Because the first book it has to do with that whole situation, yeah. about, right? And they have maps in it, and the maps are really, really nice. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have had this map because I could just show the, the the players this map of what they were looking at or the location. And I'm like... It was pretty cool. And no, I think that, that that's what solo RPG games do. And when you were talking about tunnels and trolls, they actually have a whole, a whole book or a whole series yes. of, of solo adventures. Right. You and, can, yeah, you can get them in book book. They would give you booklets. Like. And they have them on Drive Through RPG. I read that there's a ton of solo adventures for whatever, for lots of different genres. Oh, games even right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've um, I recently because I I played. Um, Call of Cthulhu right. with Shannon and I told him I go I haven't played Call of Cthulhu and Saul's Saul's not all that into it and according to one of our other people that we know I had to play it because I couldn't let Saul be talking about it bad on the podcast so yeah Matt yes he was he was very <laughs> upset and I I'm sorry Matt that I was not but she finally did play so I did play and but to, to get her to, into to, the to mood. get me into the Shannon's all okay this is what I want you to do and he sent so he sent me the <clears throat> alone against alone against the flames which I died on a prior of 
by some crazy cultists, I guess. That's 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 that's, that's the experience. That's right, right on. That I, I was perfect. I was doomed from the beginning. I couldn't I couldn't choose my way out of anything, and my dice were just just you know. But it's it is kind of like a a choose choose which way you want to go right thing, and then and then this is what's going to happen, and there was there were dice involved and because it was it was also part of learning how to create a character is is they use that adventure as as, oh really yeah well or you can use that adventure anyway that's what i did and so it was very interesting and i hadn't really thought about solo rpgs because i have saul and there's There's always there's always an opportunity with so what'd you think of what'd you think of the experience of that game was it fun Oh yeah, it was. It was. It is. It's very. It's. It's like those books that we read when we were right. kids. But it's also. What was the dice roll? Did you roll on a table or something? I think my dice rolls were when I was creating the character. Oh, okay. And maybe. I don't remember if there were. It's been a. It's been a few weeks. But it was. <laughs> no, I guess not. I don't know. Time moves differently now. Um, <laughs> but it was. It was very interesting. Most of it was, if you choose to do this go to this section right and then they would give you another scenario and no matter what i chose to do i I couldn't escape the town and i couldn't get off the fire so (laughs) i died but right so when when i meant uh when i mentioned that this the first one that came to mind was was uh tunnels and trolls solo adventures and i don't think my me and my brother never got to tunnels and trolls again you know like many other times, we just played D&D, so there was no reason for yet another fantasy role-playing game. And so we never had Tones and Trolls, so we never bought the Tones and Trolls single adventures. Uh, I wish I had. Uh, they seem kind of interesting. So what what ha- what else is there single uh, adventures? or? I found fantasy fighting. Fan- There's a fighting fantasy called the Death Trap Dungeon. <laughs> um, well, you'd think a dungeon would be super easy to do as a, a solo adventure, right? Because, you know, uh, there's a map, probably, and doors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just go through the, 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 the dungeon, uh, avoiding traps and stuff like that with it's, the die rolls. I think it's Ping- Penguin Comics, I think is, I don't know, they do these random solo adventures for Fantasy Dungeon. Um, Interesting. There's um, Chronicles of rx i don't know it's a it's a free download from crystal star games it's got four out of five reviews so wow that was back in 2011 so i don't know so recently that i bought i bought one of those charity bundles right and in it there was this game called ronin a solo uh adventure or solo a solo role-playing game and that was one of the reasons i got i bought that bundle because i go oh wow it has that ronin because Somebody I had heard mentioned or wrote somewhere that there was a really well-made solo adventure game. And I'm like, oh, role-playing game. And I'm like, oh, check it out. And it is a beautiful... And one is like, usually uh, these RPG games and stuff, you know, you know, the RPG drive through a lot of people self-publish. And this is one of the same things that happen here. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, when you self-publish and you're just like, you just, it's a labor of love, right? You just want to get that that game that you made out there. And so maybe you don't hire a, a quality artist or maybe uh, you don't have a lot of money to spend on quality artists or you don't have a friend who's an artist, right? So you have to do with the art that you can get or you can buy stock art, right? But this one is beautiful. Like the, the art in it is well-made. 
uh and it's extremely well done right you know there's a there's a ton of charts that you roll on for uh, random encounters and now and it's not only like a physical game it, it it's an emotional game right because it, it talks about you know uh this is your goal right you know you, this is what you want to to succeed in and it doesn't have to be like oh, i want to kill the troll and steal the treasure it has to do with you know i want redemption for my father's death right and then and so it's really neat i mean it's it's you're rolling on these tables and you really get that rpg experience because like you're dealing with npcs that are trying to help you and some are not trying to help you and there's a massive amount of tables so what I thought is that you could get a lot of replayability off this game. And again, the art is really nicely done. I mean, it's not like it's just really nicely done. And I was just kind of surprised at that. And I and I think if you're interested in a s- solo role-playing game, uh, I don't think you can do better than Ronin. And it just recently came out. And I think the guy is from Brazil. And he just recently got it translated into English. And it's just beautiful should check it out there are a couple others um mythic game master emulator you can um <laughs> you can get it on drive through rpg it's yeah, called okay. mythic and it says for a single player without a game master a single <laughs> player without a game master and the set of rules allows you to play the rpg by yourself so of course you need the rules to play it but it's on drive through rpg so it can't be too expensive oh i don't know <laughs> um but it's another one of those there's another one called crge which stands for Conjecture Games and Zach Best. And it's obviously, it's basically a game that gives you yes or no questions while you're trying to figure out what's going to happen. And then um, it's and this, it says the system's antagonistic. So... Um, <laughs> So it'll it, it'll it's it'll be like a fight for you to get through it. Wow, I, guess. Well, I don't cool. know. I don't know about that, but so I, I did a little bit of like I go well, how many how much stuff is there for solo role playing games? And I was surprised there is a ton. I was just looking at uh, I didn't even look at the games because the list was so long I couldn't you know I couldn't right, I didn't right, want to count right. them. No, there's there's hundreds right of solo games. And a lot of them are available to drive through RPG, and I'm sure a lot of them are are extremely inexpensive, and that's good. And I also noticed that there was a lot of blogs and a lot of podcasts and a lot of even videos, you know, people either talking about solo role, uh, role playing games or talking about uh, specific games that they that they like. And I think uh, it's funny because this one video I saw on YouTube, this guy was talking about he was talking about the pandemic and how it's a good time to have solo role playing <laughs> games, right? Because you can't meet with other people in, in you know physically. physically. Well, you're not supposed to anyway. So he made this video and he had four games that he liked and I thought it was really well done. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of role playing games for with just one player. And and there's a lot of support material. There's a lot of blogs out there talking about it. And I think it's an interesting genre or interesting idea idea or a, a very niche part of the role playing game world. I think the most important thing if you're going to do a solo role playing game is that you need to know you need to know all the rules to the you need to read the rules because nobody's there to read them for you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it tends to be kind of simple though, no? No, but it, it's yeah, um yeah. but I think that's guess. that's probably the most important thing you should know right. is that you are going to have to learn all the rules for yourself. So there's so so when you're reading those rules don't just don't just skim over them actually you know, figure out what it is you need right. to do, right? And then 
then realize that it's not going to be a game like like vampire where the ma- vampire the masquerade where there's where there's a lot of political intrigue and stuff like that because right. it's just you yes. so you know n- nobody's going to give you clues except for the people in, in the book or whatever right. you're, if you're doing it online or whatever or in the pdf that you're looking at usually a pdf yeah. you're you're going to be the only one there so nobody's going to be able to help you you have to help yourself right so that kind of thing so i think it, it's it's a way to entertain yourself and I, I i think it's it's a good idea i was thinking about times you would i mean obviously covid makes it your it depending on what you if you're working or not um you might have extra time or you don't have a commute so that gives you an extra hour a day oh, yeah. that kind of thing but then there's also things like i was thinking like if you on going you had to go somewhere where you're not with your friends or you're oh, on, like a, on long, a business trip right yeah you're, you're by and you're yourself staying at a hotel yeah, yeah. And instead yeah. of going to the bar and drinking all night and getting drunk which you probably <laughs> don't do if you're on a business trip i don't know well uh, the, on the, last the people night, that really. i know that go on business trips they don't do that but. sure they don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, another uh, a game that i forgot the name of it unfortunately but you're basically on a spaceship and some entity or creature has killed everybody but you oh my god it's an alien game but you flushed it out the airlock right but it's still on the outside of your ship trying to get back in there's all kinds of things wrong with the ship and malfunctions and stuff that you got to fix but it uses the jenga tower so it's kind of like this dread game right and it uses the jenga tower and it tells you to take out a stick a block to uh whenever something to trying to accomplish something or something along those lines but what's interesting is that the 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 way the reason they use a mechanic of the a jenga tower is that that represents the structure of the ship so obviously if the jenga tower topples over that means you're that means you're dead the the xenomorph got you no it (laughs) means that your ship disintegrates and explodes and the xenomorph and and is destroyed and well, that's you know, what the end result is you're dead. And I thought that was pretty neat. I thought it was a pretty neat, you know, there's always that thing of what does a Jenga tower mean? You know, how is that incorporated into a game? Does it, or is it just a way a task resolution system that's kind of interesting? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in this case, it actually is, represents the ship. So as you, as you, uh, as, as you fail, <laughs> as you fail, you know, as you're pulling these pieces out and succeeding at the same time, your ship may not be doing very well. And so, you know, Jenga Tower games, uh, Dread specifically, you know, that uses a Jenga Tower, they're very tense games, right? You know, usually when you topple over the Jenga Tower, that means your character dies. Boom, you're dead. And so there's not a lot of mitigating <laughs> circumstances to that, right? And it, and then if you are an older person that's a little bit shaky or a young person that's just nervous, you know, you're definitely going to have problems with these kind of games. Well, but Jenga I think, Towers, everybody has problems with. But I think, I think some people are really talented with Jenga yeah. Towers. So they could, I've seen some Jenga Towers that are like, how the hell is that thing still standing, <laughs> right? It has more holes in it than, you know, whatever. Swiss cheese. So... I think it's a very interesting mechanic. I've never, I never thought about using it in a solo play game, but that's excellent because there's no cheating, right? Unless you don't pull a block, you know. Because some people are like, you're cheating with yourself. <laughs> you know, well, let's say I'll re-roll that one. So maybe I'll make it. So, but in the Jenga tower, there's no re-rolling. There's just pulling out the block or not pulling out the block. And I think what's the good thing about the Jenga tower in a solo game is that I think most gamers are competitive, you know. The same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so pulling the block is like a challenge to that character. Yeah. To the player, right? So where rolling dice is like, well, 
I almost made it by one. I'll just keep going, right? Where the Jenga tower is like, there's no, there's no question of that. You know, either you pull the block or you don't, and you're gonna pull that block. Why? Because that tower is not because you're talented enough to pull that block, and that tower is not gonna get the best of you. So, I think that's pretty cool. I, th- I, uh, I never thought of that in the single player game, and this guy, you know, raved about it. I will find out what that game is, and I'll put it in our show notes just for the, for the heck of it. So I, I think um, I think that there's a couple things if you're if you really want to try solo solo RPGing that um, there's internet resources that you can yes. that you can use. There's there's um, Reddit. The Reddit community has a a thing. Uh, uh, I guess it's a group called Solo RP Role Playing, <laughs> and it has nearly 300 members. At least whenever this article was written, which I don't know, they put out a few posts a week. So. It's a great place to go to to get information and ideas. Especially new information. Yeah. And then there's something called Die Heart. It's a fantastic collection of solo RPG resources worth checking out. I don't know if it's still on there. On the, I got to look and see when this article was written. Well, and a good one is if you go to Drive Through RPG, just put solo RPGs and it'll spit out, you know, 100 pages of solo RPG stuff. Now, some of it may not be solo RPGs by themselves. It may be like stock art or something because it just looks for the word, but you know, like solo. But uh, there's a lot of RPGs out there. I mean, just, uh, solo RPGs. It's, it's kind of astounding to me that there were so many. And there's something called RPG Solo. <laughs> so it's really easy. It, it, it does like a, it generate, it can, does generating questions and stuff for if oh. you're trying to. Do it yourself so that's a I, I think that that it's an interesting interesting way to to be able to entertain Play. yourself without right. you know so the other aspect of this was a uh, solo or one player games right yes now the first one i remember of this sort was this game called ghost dog now i got this rpg because i bought a bundle somewhere right i forget what it was where i got it but it but since then i sold it i shouldn't have sold it because it Anyway, doesn't matter. But uh, so Ghost Dog is based on this movie from 1999 by the same name. It's called Ghost Dog, and it stars Forrest Whitaker as a an assassin. He kills people, and but but he reads the samurai's books. I forget what it. I forget the name of the samurai, and he starts following the way of the samurai. Right, and and in that book, you know, they you know they show him reading the book. And they show passages of the book as he's reading them. And this guy in this, this, you know, obviously the samurai warrior would was writing, you know, what it is to be a samurai warrior. And some of it's pretty weird. I mean, samurais were pretty strange guys or people. And Forrest Whitaker's character takes in this, this, you know, this idea of the way of the warrior, the way of a samurai to heart. And he becomes, you know, he's, he's following the edicts of the samurai and how, you know, one of the one of the one of the most interesting passages of the movie or parts of the movie is where he's reading the, the part where that every day you wake up and it's a, if you're a samurai, you, every day you wake up and you think about death, you think about how you die, or how you can be killed. And I thought it was really strange, right? You know, when I was watching the movie, this is years ago, and um, but it, it stuck to me because he says, you know, once you conquer, once you figure it out, you know, once you every day you meditate for like ten minutes or whatever. You know the different ways you can die and and how death is this and that. Basically, it's like making you not fear death, right? Which which is as a warrior, you you know if you fear death, you're gonna run away from the field, right? So there was a way of making you fearless about the the aspect of dying, 
and making you comfortable with the idea of death. So Forrest Whitaker, you know, watch the movie. It's a f- great movie. The, the rule book is based on the Tristat D6 system. Uh, it was popular back in maybe 10 years ago. Uh, Tristat, the, the makers of Tristat systems came out with a series of books. They even came out with a, uh, what is it? A Game of Thrones. I think they came out with the Game of Thrones, uh, a Tristat system game and a few others. A lot of people liked it. Uh, this, you know, it was a solo, one player, uh, one GM. And the funny thing is, is that this would be a perfect, it was a, it was a really good game for, you know, for that genre, right? An assassin. Now, how many, you know, how, why would you have a group of five assassins unless you're all playing ninjas, you know? So it was very good at that aspect of a game where you have one GM and one R and one player because, you know, assassins usually are, is a job of, of, of one, one. Per, one person. So so that was pretty interesting. Another great movie that deals with an assassin that kind of feels is The Professional, right? Very good movie. It stars Natalie Portman as a little kid. And that movie is probably one of the best movies I've seen of the genre of an assassin. It's a little bit better than Ghost Dog. Uh, simply because it's better actors. Uh, better you writing. may be wondering why Saul's talking about movies for this. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is that genre where you are playing like a, 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 a where a single person would probably be on their own, on their own, right? Like an assassin, a spy would be another one, you know. A, a, so, so, so the idea that I'm getting from you oh. is that you're saying that if you're going to play a, a a one DM one one player game, right. it should be something where the person can be on their own. But I I don't know that that's necessarily what all people do with that because all the stuff I read about it was saying that. If you have a solo player that you're running for, you need to have, you may need to have NPCs that are accompanying them or people they run into that are going to be able to help them. Like the one guy said, if it's going to be a really difficult mission, you're going to want to have a healer in your party of one with your party, like an NPC, right? Like a D&D game. Yes. Yes. Or a medic or whatever in whatever, you know. You're going to need to to come up with these ideas that are going to facilitate the, the the one player to be able to complete whatever the, the right. game is. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't run a solo game with Dungeons and Dragons. Rules. I could I could oh, that adventure that, yeah. or any uh, any adventure that. But it could be a, it could you could be an investigator like a private eye. They have people right. with them. Yeah. Yeah, they well, might. you don't have to be an assassin, is what I'm saying. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But I said uh, another game genre would be like uh, a, spy. a spy, right? Or and even spies get help. Or you could, or you could be a librarian searching <laughs> for something. I mean, that's true. Or you, you used to run solo games for Augustine, yeah. Where, where you're, where when he was little, where you're teaching them how to deal with other people and not be mean to people just because of the way they look or something, right? And but you those, did that with D and D. Those. Well, it was not or really D&D, yeah, my own making. You're right, and I think that you can have, you can run a game where there's one player and he might control, even have helpers. In fact, it's funny that you mentioned that, but this game Kickstarter, Kickstarter game called Beowulf that does exactly that. You are the main character. You are not necessarily Beowulf, but you are a hero, and. And you go and do something on a quest of some sort, and you have this this these background characters that are your helpers. They're not 
heroes like you, you know, but they, they, but they hold you. the horses. They, they make sure the you horses, have food. You know, yes. And, the and they, can, uh, they can help you, you know, as far as like uh, distract the enemy uh, and stuff like that. But uh, but you're the hero of the game, right? So you're the hero of the story, and that's why it's it's built for a one player and one GM. And w- another thing that you probably should realize if you're going to be running a game for one player is that um, the game is going to go a lot faster. So you know yes. how if you have a, a group of people, right. everybody has their their moment of whatever the they're spotlight. doing. Not even that, just just. The mechanical, what are you doing? What are you doing? What right. are you doing? Oh, yeah. Where when there's only one person, what are you doing? And then as the GM, you need to have, you need to realize that it's going to go a lot faster, right? That as soon as they tell you what they're doing, you're, you got to have the, the next, I, I want to leave the town. Okay. I, this is what happens. <laughs> there's no debate. There's, there's no, they're, yeah, they're not arguing with anybody. What are I, you going to do? You know, yeah. The closest, <laughs> how should we approach this? The closest I've come to something like that is when I ran a game for, well, for Augustine, but that was mainly story driven. I don't think he ever got into a fight in no. any of the games. Uh, the, he rolled dice just to, you know, to add an element of, uh, of was it randomness? And I was trying to, you know, get him to count. So that was another reason he would count the pips. And I said, you need the nine or more on your, uh, and so he, uh, he didn't really know how to add or anything. So he would just go, you know, he would count the dice, you know, the pips on the dice until he got to whatever number he needed. And so it was really simple. But I remember one time I, I ran a space opera game at Kublicon and it was like, it was weird. It was a weird time. I, I don't usually, I usually run at night. But anyway, uh, nobody showed up. It was only my brother Felipe and this other guy. I think his name was Zorn. At least that's what his <laughs> name tag said. And, uh, and he, they they both looked at me and I'm like, well, you know, he goes, well, the guy goes, well, can we still play? And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, sure. Oh, well, you were lucky, Felipe was there because yeah, <laughs> yes. So, but it was an investigative game, right? It had to do with uh, with the murder and and how and how, you know it was a murder investigation, right, right. And so it was really good. I mean, it was really good. I mean, they were, you know, they were. Both of them. So players. that was two players instead two players. of one, but but, it's, the, yeah. but you are totally correct. They were running through my adventure so fast that I was like, wow. And so a lot of it, I was you know had to think on my feet, of course, and I was giving them information, and and to the point where I'm like, man, this game is gonna end like in two hours. So I you know I I added you know what is it what do they call them uh, red herrings right and yeah. so they would follow leads that went nowhere and they would quickly realize oh this isn't going anywhere with the direction we want let's go back so there was a lot of that and i think it worked really well and i was surprised because like i was like man you know usually there's a lot of combat in my games especially space opera and there was almost no combat you know they got into a fire firefight then they ran away right because it was i was cuz it was smart cuz there were only two of them you know, yeah cuz i was gauging six players and and my NPCs were, you know, were built or made for that number of people. And so they were less, you know, getting rained on with you know, bullets or laser fire. And they're like, we're out class here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> was that your brother that said no, that? No, it was the other guy. Okay. He goes, let's get out of here. My brother's all, yeah, I think it was a good idea. <laughs> and so it was just funny and it was really neat. And it was like probably one of the best, not the best role playing experiences, but it was really well. It was probably really good for the guy that, that showed up and you're, and you're lucky that it was Felipe that was with you. Right. Cause if it would have been somebody else, like 
maybe Jonah who would want to, you know, shoot everything. Although Jonah's really good at investigating too, but you know, the idea that it depends on who the players are, right? Oh yeah. yeah. If you have a smaller group or a one person group, but that's, that's, that's a kind of interesting dynamic, right? Well, uh, you're right because it, it, you know, cause my game was like going to be 50% combat, 50% investigated investigation. And it totally went like ninety percent investigation and ten percent combat. And if you would have been rolling, playing, playing with Stephen Augustine or Stephen Allen or Allen and Augustine, it would have been totally different, right? They would have just all Allen and Augustine would have just killed whatever they could and died, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, that was before I. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know if I would have. Uh, if you would have, no, I'm just saying that. No, no, I'm saying I don't know if I would have tailored the adventure. Oh, the you know the the threat level to meet the characters, right? Because they weren't I, the the battle was like it didn't matter if they won or lost. Uh, they were supposed to. They could have gotten a clue off of the dead bodies, but but it was more. But I think you know it didn't make sense that a gang would only send like one person right, or two right, people. Right. You know the gang works in the gang, right? So right. they sent their freaking you know the seven players or seven group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Person group. And, I, and it was really successful. I thought it was really successful. And I asked Felipe and both Zorn uh, if he had fun. And he they both had a blast. They were like, yeah, yeah, this is a great game. I'm like, oh, okay, good. So goes, I, I think the, the, the most important thing to take away from if you're going to be running for one person is that it's not going to be, it may not be, it's the kind of game, right? You can get, you can delve more deeply into a investigation type of game. Right. And I think there's going to be a lot more role playing. Yes. Than combat, right? Because yeah. combat is going to be dangerous. Yeah. By yourself, because there's nobody there to help you. Or if you're running a, a specific game built for one player, then you usually have like the helpers that help you. you right. Know, the right. Sidekicks or yeah. however you want to call it. I think Beowulf calls them sidekicks. Uh, these extra players that help you survive. Right? In D and D terms, they would just be NPCs, right? Right. In or you could even have them run two players or. Right, I think probably I would probably let them have like a yeah like a sidekick that that is not really not really powerful but can like you know uh, either cure you or bandage you or give you a stim pack a patch yeah or something along those lines depending on what genre I think uh, the best games would be investigative games uh, uh, mystery games to run in a single player uh, adventure because. Like I said, combat can be deadly, and you know, uh, or like you said, an assassin game. I mean, oh, in that sense, and that yes. that kind of thing, yeah. Or or a spy that would be an investigative game, probably. Yes. yes. Or yeah, so you could also do it with like, like I said, Salt did it with Augustine when he was little, right? And that is very helpful. Like if you're trying to teach your kid how to play role playing games, right? And they're you know they're standing around your table going, I want to play dad, I want to play, I want to play mom, mom. Why can't I play with the boys? And we call them the boys, even though they're all men. They're yeah, old men now. <laughs> and Augustine was like, I want to play with the boys. I want to play with the boys. And, we, and, I, and I said no for a long time, right? Because, you know. Well, you know, he was one, like three. <laughs> you know, one, the, the, the boys didn't want a little kid playing or some of them. And two, he was a little kid, right? So he, you know, he didn't understand. You know, he didn't have the ability to understand the mechanics right. of the game, right? So the, hence why I started. And I, and I really wanted him to, you know, to have this love of the hobby that I have. And so I go, well, if he's that interested in something, I need to answer that need, right? So I, you know, I, I came up with some BS rules and, you know, he gets to roll 
dice and stuff like that, which is a lot right, of the right. fun. And and a lot of it was just me and him talking, right? You know, oh, what are you going to do here? Oh, okay, I'm going to go here. Okay, this is what happens. You know, and then he go, oh. And then, I mean, he was three or four years old, right? And I would suggest this to people who who's your significant other, be it your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your wife or husband, doesn't really isn't into role-playing games. And if you're stuck here in the COVID world, you could probably run something that they would like right i think this was a question that was asked by somebody i forget when of us about how do you get somebody who's not a role player is not really interested in in playing the game and i said well you know what uh find an interest that that person has you know if they person if that person reads books what books does she they she he read if it's you know and some people are just not into role-playing games right but i if you if you can mix the the genre or the or the adventure geared toward an interest they have and then you have a hook right and then you know and my son was like he just wanted to play and i'm like okay that's good but there's other people who are like well let's say they're into romance novels we'll run a freaking romance novel game right <laughs> you know something along those lines you know get yourself a little bit versed in how romance novels work i would say just watch a bunch of a uh, hallmark movies that'll get you there <laughs> And some of them are actually pretty fun. I don't know. I happen to like those kind of movies, but uh, you know, as a as a significant other, steal your way through the, that kind of stuff, and and learn how how those movies books work, and then run that game for them. And I think you might actually get somebody to to play that game. I mean, not just a little while ago, I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts. Uh, I think it was a uh, Secret Cabal, and one of them his uh his nephew wanted to play over a christmas break and this is before COVID, obviously and he got his his nephew came over and there was only one person playing right and one of his friends and and another cousin was supposed to be there but they weren't able to make it so his wife decided to play and she was like oh yeah she kind of had some fun so he was like super happy and then the rest of the podcast group uh, on the podcast, the other people on the podcast were like, "Oh my God, you got your wife Jill, whatever her name to play." And they were all, you know, obviously they're all friends, and they know that the wife isn't really all that interested in role playing games, and obviously probably had asked her for years to join their group or to have, you know, join in on a game, and she's always refused. And they were obviously surprised that she had played. And I think a lot of times people are scared about they don't understand what role playing game is. It's like. And then there's that stigma, you know, like, oh, those are, that's nerdish or, or they're embarrassed, right? It's embarrassing to try to talk, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to dress up and, you know, sit around the table like a <laughs> wizard. You know what I mean? And people say stuff like that. He goes, oh, we don't dress up, you know, <laughs> some people do now, but, but, uh, cause it's more acceptable, acceptable. But, uh, but I think if you can hook somebody in like that, you know, especially with a single player where they're not around other people and don't feel intimidated by other people. I think that's an excellent way of bringing in somebody who's a little resistant to RPGs and say, honey, you know, I'm tired. We, 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 there's no more new shows out. You know, Netflix is... We, we watched no everything on there. Netflix that we want to watch. I'm tired of watching The Office for the 10th time in a row. Uh, you know, play this game with me. And then there you go. Check it out. It might work. It might work. And it worked out for Augustine well. Now he gets to play with the boys. Yes. And a bunch of old old guys that old guys <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of old gms and and he has a blast and i think he surprises them with what he does so right so there you go 
either try a solo game, um, try a, a GMing for one person, yeah. and good luck. Have fun. Have fun. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. Have a good day. Thank you.